Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm Josiah Jones. And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we talk about some things going on at our church. We discuss the latest sermon, read some scripture, and as always, we'll spend time praying for you all. So let's get to it. Uh, you know, I can't tell you how happy this fall weather makes me. It was in, it's in the 50s right now, and I know I know technically it's not fall yet, but the crisp air and the football and chili cook-offs, apple pie. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving in the near future. It's my favorite holiday. I love it. It's coming down the pike soon. It all just it all just makes me so happy, and I'm very excited. But uh, look who's here back with us, Josiah. Mm-hmm. Caught me monologuing about fall. Excuse me, but. Welcome back to the podcast studio. Thank you so much for being here. Aha, it's great to be back, Dave. Uh, usually I'm the one monologuing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I guess that's kind of the definition of a sermon, huh? I Well, I suppose uh, some people define it as monologuing, uh, beating a <laughs> horse to death. Yeah, uh, something like, no. Preaching no. the truth, well, the power of the Spirit, all the same true. thing. That's right? the same Basically. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, welcome back, and um, yeah, sorry about your football loss this weekend. Dallas took a beating. Oh, you're a Dallas well, you fan, know, right? Hey, hey, uh, you, you know, uh, some even sometimes even Denver. I mean, Dallas oh, loses. You yeah, know, I know uh, Denver did. They took a beating too. But we're uh, a young team. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Actually, you know, I d- did live in in a, a midwestern state so mm-hmm. I, I liked denver so i was i was uh, bummed true. a little yeah. bit yeah. and lived in dallas for several years now it's my um uh oldest son caden mm-hmm. who's uh really a big dallas fan so That's he true. was That's true. he was grieving and um but the thing that i think that was a bigger uh, uh disappointment for me was the colts yeah. I, was, I was really pulling for them and Fun to see. I mean, they had moments where it's hey, yeah, there's there's some bright spots. There, so ended but, poorly though. But we we lost to a team we should have beat. Yes, so. yes. Well, those interceptions, you know, they come yeah. back to haunt you. Yep. <laughs> and, well, and even the team of my youth, the Philadelphia Eagles, because I was raised in in Philadelphia, they didn't do too well yeah. either, and they lost. Yeah. So it was really a a crushing day for for yeah. uh, my my teams. But that's fine. It, I was and I was interested to see. Brady, I know a lot of people loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, th- th- it was a rough start. That for, was a rough start. For them. Uh, that first drive was like, That's hey, right. this is... Yeah. But their defense... And then and then they have all this talent, but mm. they don't know each other. And Yeah. I well, hopefully, hopefully it keeps a, expectations low across the board for our teams. But Yeah. Well, unless lest people think this is sports radio, we should probably talk about the sermon. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know we're not trying to moonlight as a, a sports show. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's talk about the sermon from uh, this Sunday. And uh, I, we started a new series, uh, the Book of Daniel, which is fantastic. Just really looking forward to this series. Back up a little bit though. Tell us, tell our listeners a little bit how you landed on. Uh, the book of Daniel for our current series. Yes. Um, 
when I was uh, at the beginning of the year completing the the um, uh, uh, exposition of First Peter, mm-hmm. um, I believed then, I still do, that um, this theme of exile is right. really important for mm-hmm. us uh, to mm-hmm. understand. Um, and so our series in First Peter was Exiles on Mission. Um, and th- this is uh, this has been the identity of God's people uh, um, in the New Covenant from the beginning. But um, I think as Americans, we've not really, it's been, it, it, we haven't really felt for much of American history like exiles right. because uh, we had many ad- advantages mm-hmm. and praise God. A mm-hmm. lot of things have been uh, because of the influence of the Christian world uh, view in, in America have, have uh, things have been very good for Christians in many ways. Right. And yet there are also ways in which we're so comfortable that mm. that we've forgotten this isn't our, our home and there are ways in which, uh, maybe we haven't had as much of a focus on um, the ways that God calls us to be set apart so right. because of of forgetting that we are exiles. Mm-hmm. So what I love about Daniel, as mm-hmm. I was thinking and praying, actually at the beginning of the month, I'd, or at the beginning of the year, I'd thought about preaching in Daniel, but just a number of ways in which felt strongly the Lord wanting us to focus on the health of um, the health of the church, mm-hmm. and you know, I had no idea the pandemic was right. coming and all of that, and yet I now looking back see uh, almost like the Lord saying, "Okay, I want you to think through some things related to the health of the church." Um, but we're going to come back, particularly in this season uh, where where there's where the church is facing uh, many challenges, mm-hmm. uh, and in a political season where uh, where there's lots of uh, of polarization, mm-hmm. there's unrest, there's uncertainty. What I love about Daniel and what I, the Lord's kind of pulled me to it is. In Daniel, you get this same theme, exiles on mission, but what you get in the first six chapters is a model of here's what it mm-hmm. looks like. Yeah. So this isn't just teaching about being exiles on missions. Right. You get a picture of it, yeah. and you get to see God at work in narrative form through exiles uh, enabling them to be faithful and so to be people of integrity and mm-hmm. at the same time be fruitful and have great impact even as they're exiles. Yeah. So they're set apart and yet they're serving for the good of the city where God's placed them mm-hmm. in ways that are just amazing. Yeah, I, I really like that because it, it's like um, it kind of bookends, uh, or, or I don't know, couples with Pete, First Peter really well. Yes, because you get this the, the teaching of this epistle in, yes. in, in, in that Peter uh, wrote, but then you get this narrative and prophetic word in Daniel. Yes. So they kind of go with each other. One, yes. you know, you get the stories along with the teaching. So they okay, here's yes. what this looks like. Here's how I do this, and yes, um, and so they, they they go well together. So it's kind of neat that we have this uh, opportunity to do First Peter and then and yes. now Daniel. So now let me just add. So 
if the first six chapters give us that narrative, that picture, here's what it looks like, Mm -hmm. the next six chapters, which sometimes Christians are kind of afraid of, (laughs) you got these strange visions. Right. Actually, the central message there is God wants to give His people a vision of Him and His kingdom Mm -hmm. that enables His people to live this life. There's that hope. Yes. Hope of what one day will occur yes. under God's sovereign reign. Yes. And yeah. so That's awesome. we we can't miss that. And so we're going to actually mm-hmm. be looking at not just the first six chapters where many of us <laughs> were, <laughs> even in Sunday school yeah. as young kids, yeah. but then see this grand vision of God and His kingdom that enables us to live like Daniel and his three friends mm-hmm. in the midst of exile. Are you going to wheel in like a large statue of Nebuchadnezzar, like broken down in the different yeah, materials? Yeah, yeah and, no. And give us, okay. <laughs> oh, darn. I was hopeful. Well, that's good. I can't wait to get there, but we got lots of ground to cover first. So um, give us a recap of the sermon last Sunday. Um, just kind of a few, few seconds of some highlights, maybe the main points or the, the passage, yeah. whatever whatever comes to yeah, mind. Yeah, absolutely. Well, th- this first one is kind of just orienting us toward what God wants to show us in Daniel, and particularly how important it is for our time, because God is calling us to live both lives that are set apart with integrity and that are serve with impact. Mm-hmm. And so how do we live those kinds of lives? And um, I think what d- the f- opening chapter of Daniel speaks to that, we need to recognize we are sent, yes, mm-hmm. in exile, but this mm-hmm. is not an accident. This is by God's providence. We're sent right where we are. God has a purpose for us to serve. We're sent. We need to recognize we're sent, resolve uh, to live for God where we're sent, and to rely on God's grace um, to enable us to live lives both with integrity and impact mm-hmm. where we are sent on yeah. mission. Yeah, so. that's awesome. And I love that idea of being sent because uh, we've been talking for quite a while at Christ Community Church about living on mission and what that, and obviously First Peter, exiles on mission, Yes, and what that looks like in, in our lives. I, I've been reading this book uh, called Faith for Exiles. Uh, it's really good. I, I commend it to our listeners. It's put out by a couple guys at Barna, um, David Kinnaman and Matt, uh, Mark Matlock, and um, it's a little more <laughs> data-driven than exegetical-driven, but if, if your foundation's in the Word of God, uh, which these guys are, but yeah. they're they're with Barna, so naturally they're going to be like the charts say and the da- the yeah. data says. Yeah. And those, anyway, uh, so they they do a lot of of polling and, and different things of, of current generations, millennials, Gen Z. But in this book, they talk about um, this idea of a digital Babylon, and it's really fascinating because it's often we we think of Babylon being the just this this historical place, embodiment of evil, but they really contextualize it and. Um, uh, make it very plain that, in one sense, we're living in a Babylon now, and they call it a digital Babylon in their book, yeah. uh, Faith for Exiles. And uh, it's really interesting because they, they kind of say how, you know, just like Daniel was living in the culture that he had to in exile, we too are living in a culture around us, and we're swimming in this stuff, and it's affecting our youth, our children. And in many ways, it's a digital Babylon, and we were consuming hundreds of hours of digital content each week. Yes. and 
there are advertisers behind that and corporations and it's guiding culture and, and whoa, what are we supposed to do as followers of, of Jesus? Um, and, and this book, it, it takes the bent uh, toward, uh, you know, how to prepare the next generation for living as disciples of, D, of Jesus in a digital world. But for those of us that are discipling our kids, there's a lot of uh, of good self-help, <laughs> if you will, in the book, yeah. because it's talking about how, you know, what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus in Babylon? Yes. Well, and Dave, the key is to, to see the Christian life as a life of discipleship. Yeah. In fact, um, the word Christian is only used, I think, maybe twice in Scripture, uh, um, uh, uh, once or twice, I don't remember for certain which. Mm-hmm. But the the usual word yeah. for for a Christian in the Bible is a disciple, right? And so this is crucial that we are uh, are uh, being disciples mm-hmm. of Christ in the midst of of Babylon that we're following Jesus, and that means both being that He's the the dominant voice um, in our. Uh, uh, that's speaking into our minds and hearts, and we're not only hearing him, but we're f- following in his steps. We're um, uh, um, because uh, I, D- Dave, I just r- I read recently an article. I think it was on uh, the the Gospel Coalition, mm-hmm. where it talked about how uh, a, m- a number of people um, in our c- current context. Uh, are spending about 90 hours a week hmm. being hmm. fed by some kind of uh, uh, social media. Well, that's yeah. what's discipling. If, yeah. if that's primarily what's uh, what we're feeding on, that's what's going to be shaping us. Sure. And so, wow, we Yeah, that's need, that digital Babylon. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so, yes, we need to be a part of... Uh, uh, learn how to be savvy and think through and utilize um, uh, 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 to function well in the cultural context, even digital cultural context. But we need Jesus to be the primary voice. Mm-hmm. And this is one of our concerns, too, to do what we can, both to have God's people gathering in worship so that that uh, Christ is exalted, He's shaping our minds and hearts, to have uh, equip people connected, whether it's through in person or it's right. uh, y- you know through Zoom, mm-hmm. to be having minds and hearts shaped by Jesus. This is why uh, um, our engaged groups were encouraging. We're going to be creative. We're going to do what it takes to be able to have the community we mm-hmm. need, so that we in community are having our minds and hearts shaped by Jesus. Right. This is why aim groups crucial people uh, to, to, to be able to, to know, okay, where are we being pulled along mm. um, by, um, by Babylon right, instead right. of being set apart yeah. and, and living as those sent in Babylon. We need, this is why the uh, um, community uh, of followers of Jesus encouraging, uh, challenging one another, spurring one another onto love and good works is crucial. It is crucial. Uh, as crucial now 
as ever. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> we need to be more connected now than ever. I think is, you know, um, is so true. And one reason I bring up this this book, Faith for Exiles, is because they have this section where they're talking about um, making resilient disciples of Jesus. Isn't just about protecting the disciples for, of Jesus, like yeah. our kids, like protecting yeah. them from the world around them. That, that's part of it. That's a huge yeah. part of it. We're required to do that, yes. but it's also preparing them to yes. live a life on mission. And they say that um, in the in the book, they say, we are on mission with Jesus, even in exile. Um, and I would say, especially in exile, right? Yes. Because that's how the gospel, yes. I mean, honestly, that's how the gospel reached us. Hello. Yes. You know, God uses these things sovereignly yes. um, to build his church, and, and we got to be connected to the body so that we can be sent out, right? I mean, Absolutely. if we try and do it as lone wolf Christians, like we talked about um, uh, in our equip class uh, on Sunday morning, we won't do it because there's no such thing as a lone wolf Christian. Yeah. You've got to be connected to the body uh, in order to not lone just... Lone wolf Christian is a devoured Christian. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, so I, I love I, that I, idea. I love what you, you, you're you saying, even about not just protecting, mm-hmm. uh, but also preparing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had a friend, uh, a friend, George Robertson, who uh, w- said to his church, he said, we don't, regarding their children in the next generation, he said, we don't... Uh, we don't merely want to keep uh, your children safe. We want to make them dangerous. Yeah, that's awesome. And the idea is to the kingdom of darkness to say, yeah, because they so know Jesus, love Jesus, right? Are are um, his hands and feet are a threat to Satan's kingdom because they're reaching out with the good news of Jesus and the love of Jesus. Yeah, I love that, and that's inspiring for me. I mean, my kids are young. Um, and so it, it, it makes me want to <laughs> up my game, <laughs> you know, for uh, discipling them and, and just pouring Jesus into them and, and praying over them, but then also modeling what mission looks like and you know, serving the people around us that are in need, loving our neighbors and doing it with my kids, you know, even yes. it's not like, oh, mom and dad are going off to do some mission or going to do some outreach we're taking the kids with us, yes. and we're going to show them what it what it's like to be in exile, but also be on mission. Yes, and they're seeing what it means to follow Jesus isn't just, I go to church, I do a yeah. few things. This is who we are. We're followers of Jesus. Right. He dwells within us. He's shaping us. He's working through us. This is part of what it means to yeah. be a disciple. Amen to that. And I'm excited about our study in Daniel. Um, yeah, I just really, I think it's going to be great for our church. And... and you know, in some ways, I hope and pray that it, because we all can be inward focused, right? What are my needs right now? You know, how am I living this pandemic and all of these things? And there's 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 an element of, of the Christian walk that does, you know, you do take care of your, your soul. Yes. But we've got to keep an outward focus or we'll just cons- con- consumer ourselves to death, you know, me and my needs. And if we're keeping an outward focus, we're living on mission, then I think that... Um, uh, um, we'll be around for the long haul, and I think we're going to see how to do that in Daniel. Yes, there is blessing for God's people, but we're right. blessed in order to be blessing. Amen. In our next segment, we're going to take the time to quiet our hearts and listen to God's Word. With so many competing voices around us, it's difficult and yet worth it 
to meditate for a few moments on the Word of God, especially as we consider living in a Babylon, living in exile. So, Josiah, what passage are we going to hear today? Dave, uh, today we're going to press into this idea of God's message for exile. So, we're going to read uh, from Romans 8, verses 28 through 39. Mm -hmm. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wow. Amen, Amen to that. The great eight, as some people call Romans 8. Yes. I can't think of a better passage grounding us for uncertain times yes. than, than that passage. What thoughts do you have uh, from Romans 8? I'm sure there are a thousand, but what, 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 uh, what do you want to share with our listeners today? I love, you know, as you mentioned, the great eight. This is the peaks of the Himalayas, really, sure. in Scripture. And so this is, there's enough glory here to mm. meditate all day. Mm -hmm. But just what stands out to me, for those who are exiles, here's the picture of a God. If God is for you, who can be against <laughs> you? Yeah. And, and how do I know... Uh, that he's for me. He did not spare his own son, right. but gave him up for, for us all. Well, how do I know that mm -hmm. I'm one for whom Christ laid down his life, and so he's going to give me everything? Well, earlier, he's grounded this, uh, this golden chain of salvation, whom mm -hmm. he foreknew. Mm -hmm. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, and then whom he predestined, he also called, whom mm -hmm. he called, he also justified, whom he justified, he also glorified. That's mm -hmm. something that's future, and yet mm -hmm. it's spoken of in what scholars sometimes call the prophetic perfect, because mm -hmm. it's so certain mm -hmm. that it's as though it's already happened. So here's the glory, whom he foreknew. That's not just merely knowing about, but that's setting his affection mm -hmm. upon us. And that's uh, whom he foreknew, he also predestined. Whom he predestined, he also called. And the evidence of the call is he's opened our eyes to see our need for Jesus. We trust in him, and so we're justified. So here's mm -hmm. the... God's 
done this work of grace in my heart and life, enabled me to see my need for Jesus, mm-hmm. trust in Him. He's for me. Mm-hmm. And if He's for me, no matter what happens right. in the world around me, uh, if God's for me, who can be against mm. me? That's awesome. And I love it that it's not just a who in the passage, it's the it's a what, too. Yeah. Because there's the danger, and there's the sword. sword Are those things going to be against... It? Yeah, it's not just, you know... COVID-19. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Like God literally changes all of these things around to be for our good. Like, yeah. I mean, I think revival is going to break out here, right here in the podcast studio. <laughs> like that, that's, that's just so amazing. And yes, what a blessing to be a part of the family of God with those truths attached. And we know that the hard thing was accomplished because Jesus, because God gave us Jesus, right? He yes. gave his son to die and raised him up. Everything yes. after that, it's a piece of cake yeah. <laughs> for yes. God to do. So what a blessing. So encouraging Amen. this morning. As we close, we want to pray for you. We believe prayer connects us to the heart of Jesus, and so we want to spend some time in prayer. So, Josiah, why don't you go ahead and pray first, and then I'll close. Gladly. Let's pray. Oh, God, we do glory in the gospel that we've just been reminded of here, Mm -hmm. uh, seeing on the, the peaks of the Himalayas of your grace. Uh, that you set your affection upon us before the foundation of the world, and you determined to bring us to yourself and to conform us to the glorious image of your Son, who is the exact imprint of the divine uh, uh, nature. And you have not only done that, but in time you have uh, you have called us, you have worked in us by your Holy Spirit so that we not only heard the external call of the gospel, but that internal call of the Holy Spirit so that you've enabled us to see our need and to see the beauty and wonder of the love and goodness and kindness uh, of Jesus and to trust in him and to find forgiveness and acceptance. And you've declared us righteous. You've mm-hmm. justified us. Uh, that you've, you've given what you will say on the judgment day now in the present, that declaration, you are justified, you are accepted, you are righteous mm-hmm. in my sight. And so the, the, the reality of your finishing that work, making us beautiful, glorious like Jesus is so certain, you've said it's done. We've been glorified. Um, so, Lord, when we think about that and the cost to you that we might be who we were made to be, you did not spare your own son, but gave him up for us all. Lord, uh, our hearts are enabled to trust you. Whatever comes our way, you're not a stingy God. You will not withhold anything that we need to um, to live the life you've intended us to live and to reach uh, the glory that you have planned and purposed for us. So I pray for all who are listening. I pray for our congregation that whatever we are going through um, in this time, we would see 
your secure purpose and plan for us. We would see your heart for us and that you are determined to work whatever is going on in our world and in our lives for our good, to make us like Jesus, to enable us to know and enjoy you forever. Let that strengthen us. Let that stir our affections for you. Let that compel us uh, to, um, to reach out with mercy and grace and your kindness to those around us who are in need. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, as we continue praying, we thank you for this passage of Scripture that grounds our confidence, it grounds our identity in what you've done for us, not our performance, not our worthiness, yes. um, not even our best efforts at faith, but you've grounded our identity in the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we just rejoice in that truth. And I love how you say we are more than conquerors. There's a there's a task to be done, and you've given us all the tools we need to do it. And so we rejoice in that and ask humbly that you would help us to do that very thing, that we would live on exile here um, in the world around us, the place that you have placed us that we would grow and reach others, that we would live on mission, that we would be more than conquerors right where we are. And we know that we have confidence, or we have confidence knowing that you've done the hardest thing that is conceivable, giving up your son for us. And so everything else uh, is less than that. It's much easier in human eyes (laughs) to accomplish. And so we live in that confidence today, and we thank you that you chose us, that you... Uh, set your affection on us in eternity past, something that blows my mind that I don't understand, but I, I revel in and I love this truth um, that you've uh, chosen us before the foundation of the world. And so we ask that you would ground our identity in that today, all of the listeners, um, that we would find our strength in the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you again for your love for us and for the grace that you've given to us. And we ask all these things in the great name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org. And join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless.